See what he did there? <laughs> oh, I love, love Scott. He's made. Thank you, Roy. Roy and I used to take karate together. Roy used to beat up on me all the time. <laughs> oh, we had a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, so good to have you with us today. God is so good. I am, I don't know about you, but I am tired of cold weather. Ready for, I guess later this week's going to be 70. That's what they say. That's the vicious rumor. Uh, but it's Ohio, you know, so. Anyway, uh, let me just give you, let's say hi to online people. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Good to have you with us. Let me say that this whole, this last week or, or a little before that, God has just been drilling in me, telling me you need to talk to them and, and teach them about faith. And I thought, Lord, I do that all the time. That's what I do. And he said, I know, but you need to. And this is the word he used, which is maybe a word I would understand more. I guess he said, you just need to hammer it. And uh, so, you know, I'm learning as well. I don't have all the answers, um, but, you know, sometimes just repetition of hearing some things is, is something that finally sinks in. You ever told your kid more than one time how to do something, and finally they, you know, get it or whatever. But so we're going to talk about faith today. In the next several weeks, we're talking about faith. And so this whole series is going to be called Faith Walk. Throughout ministry, um, I've had a lot of people come up and they'll ask me, how did this happen? How did this happen? I, don't, I haven't seen this like this before. And, uh, and I'm, I'm believing as we grow, as God grows this church, we're going to be getting some things ready. Obviously, we're doing some remodeling in the inner sanctum back there. Um, so our nursery's expanding uh, in the other end, and then our dream team's expanding, and that's going to be back there. <laughs> but how do some of these things happen? I was never taught in uh, school. I mean, I, the Bible is a book, and obviously we get it, you know, but in a, in, in a college or anything like that, you know, unless it's a spirit-filled college, then they might be a little more. And I'm, This was spirit-filled. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying there was no actual hands-on. Does that make any sense? Um. There was, I took, a, I took a, a course that I had to take. It was called Pastor Church and Law. Sounds exciting. The book was about this big. I mean, this thick. And, and the, you know, the, you're just like, and, it, and it's full of words. <laughs> but like big words. You know, and, and matter of fact, I even talked to other ministers. Like, how would you know this? If this happened, he said, you wouldn't. You'd have to go to the book and look up, you know, Article 7, Paragraph 6, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay. You know, because there's all those things that, you know, legalism and logistics and laws and all of that. And I get it. Some of that stuff, we need boundaries. I'm not against some of those things. But, I mean, to the point where, like, I just, have you ever just thought, I just want to love God and call it a day. I mean, can we make not, I mean, can't we be like Andy Griffith and just go to Aunt B and get something simple? Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I think part of what the Lord wants me to help us with, and it helps me as well, is maybe to keep this as simple as we can. Not that, not that you're simple. And not that I'm simple. 
but just that we can go, I can apply this. Now, let me, I'm prefacing all this because the Holy Spirit has given me the unction to do that. I didn't understand all of faith, and I'm still not saying that I understand everything. So, those of you that are scholars, I'm not saying I'm a scholar. I'm just saying I'm a student. But I remember learning about faith, or I'd hear a story, and I'd be like, are you kidding me? Nobody ever taught that. How did that happen? And so I started asking questions. And so that is actually how I became friends with Pastor Gary. Somebody said, you, you say a lot of things like him, but you say them different. Okay. You need to meet him. Okay. So we did. And he, when I met him, the first time I met him, he gave me a check for $400. Now, I don't know him from Adam. I don't know him from Eve. I mean, I don't know him other than somebody saying you need to meet him. I remember I didn't want to go to that meeting. You ever had a meeting you didn't want to go to? <laughs> and it wasn't because I didn't like Gary. I didn't know Gary. It was because it was going to cost me gas to go, of which I didn't have. My tank was on W. That stands for walk. You know, how am I going to get down there, the time to go down there, and is it going to profit me to go down there? Not that I'm not looking for profit, but I'm just like, I, you ever been that way? So I went down there, and I remember calling Kim on the way back, and he said, I hear there's a pastor here. I need you to come up front. There, I wasn't the only one in the meeting, and I, so I didn't move, and they said, Pastor Brett, where are you? And then, here, come here. The Lord instructed me to give this to you to show you his kingdom. And he handed me that check for $400. I mean, I remember sitting in my chair, going back to my seat, going, what? Because I, was, I had questions. Now, my wife is a question asker. She'll tell you that. She goes, she has questions. She likes to ask questions. And I remember crying on the way home, talking to her. I'm saying, I came in and I got this check. We got this check for $400. <laughs> And I sowed, you know, we took our tithe and offering out of that. And so I, I, then uh, Gary got in touch with me. He, well, I, I thanked him, and he said, hey, let's do lunch. And, you know, my mind's like, wonderful, get another. <laughs> I'm human. You know, could happen. But anyway, you know, we went to lunch, and we just clicked. Things just, we just hit it off. And so we had lunch, and uh, then we, we ended up have, making another time. We had lunch again, and then uh, they said, come to our house. And so Kim and I went to their house. We were there till like 2 or 3 in the morning, and just, I mean, just having a good time. You ever, you know, have friends that you just, you're just yucking it up and having fun? We exchanged stories. I remember he made uh, chocolate chip cookies from scratch. He had the recipe already in his head, and we were talking about the kingdom and about faith, and I was hungry, not for cookies, but for just like this man that I just met of what he was trying to share with me, because I hadn't seen it that way before. I'd never seen it that way before, because sometimes when in church, we found out things happen this way. You get yes, you get no, or you get wait or maybe, and I didn't see a whole lot of yeses. Did you? I got mostly no or wait or whatever, you know, just nothing. And so it, it just, it triggered like, but this guy's different. Something's different. <clears throat> so he explained some things to me. 
And I got to be honest, and again, I haven't even hit these notes yet, so I'm, I am going to get to them. Uh, but I, I said to him, I don't know if I understand what you're telling me, and I don't know what I really feel about it. Basically, I don't know if I believe what you're telling me is legit. And he, we were good enough friends at that point where, and this is what he said. He has this little smile, and he said, try it. I'm like, okay, I will. So I'm going to show you in the next several weeks what I found out about faith. I don't know all the answers. You may still have some questions. I may say, you know what, I, I don't have those answers. Um, God has all that we need. How many believe that God knows everything? So he has, you know, he's omniscient. He knows everything. But I did try what, what Pastor had said, and I was amazed at what had happened. And so when I, this was when I was hunting, and I came back, and he said, well, what do you think? And I'm like, had it been a fluke? This had to have been just coincidence, a coinky dinky and, uh, and he just smiled and said, okay. I'm a... He's not trying to convince me. I'm asking him. Does that make sense? So I, I'm the one that's asking. And so I tried it again because I had my own property, and I can get more than one deer. I'm going to try it again. And I did exactly what he had showed me to do. And it happened exactly that way. And he got back in touch with me and said, what do you think? And I said, shut the front door. I don't know what you're doing or how that's happening, but there's something to what you're saying. So as we unfold this in these next several weeks, it, I, I'm going to do my best to show you the law of faith. Okay? Is that fair enough? And uh, uh, I'll do my best. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to be like Pastor Gary and say, try it. <laughs> but people have come up to Kim and I and said, how did this happen? How did you get this? Or how did this show up? In these next several weeks, I'm going to show you how that stuff happens. In the natural realm, we're getting started now. I'm on notes. There's things that are fixed. There's laws of, that are in place that we cannot change. You know, you cannot change the law. Uh, I'm not talking about just like the speed limit law. I'm talking about laws in the uh, physical realm. Laws of gravity. I can't change gravity. I can say, you know what, I can jump off this platform and I can dive. I will not hit the ground. Pretty sure you're going to see a big belly flop. <laughs> because that's a law. I can't change. I can't make that law. You'd have to supersede that law. Laws of electricity. There's certain things that you do to make electricity happen. I really don't know all of that. You could ask Rick. Rick could probably tell you how that is. You could ask Tom. Tom could tell you. He was an engineer. Those guys can put stuff together, and this wire goes here, and this goes here, and you got lights. Physics. They can figure expansion with heat, and they know how to build metals and what will happen when this heat gets there and how it expands and how cold does this or whatever. But I don't have to beg a law to do what it's supposed to do. I don't, I don't have to pray for gravity to be gravity. I can discover laws. I'm, I'm trying to lay a foundation here, but I can't change them. 
I'm going to say it again. I can discover laws, but I cannot change them. Jesus said in Matthew to seek the kingdom first. He was saying, understand the laws of the kingdom. And he was going to demonstrate how all of those work to his disciples. I don't think it'd be too hard for me to say that most believers, most followers of Christ, most Jesus people are living in a level they could be doing better in their faith. Maybe a level beneath where they, who they are in Christ. Because a lot of us, we don't really realize who we are in Christ. I know I have fought that at different times. I don't. You know, I'd, I'd be asking God for something he already gave me. We've talked about that before. Oh, God, just give me favor. He's already given me favor. Lord, give me more power. He can't give me any more power. You have inside of you the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. You, you, got, you don't need any more power. There's no more power than that. It is us walking in what has already been given and receiving. So I have to get my receptor or my, myself ready to go with what God has already done. Say amen to that. If we knew how things operated, I think we would find ourselves doing better than what we are. And, and again, life is a challenge. And I, I, I'm the first to tell you, even though it seems like sometimes you're like, well, he knows a lot. Sometimes I falter or, I, you know, I, you get rocked to sleep by the world and you forget about principles or you forget about laws or you're just so used because we were we were raised and born and taught in the earth curse system in the world system not in the kingdom system and because what's natural to us because we were raised that way you ever some stuff doesn't even bother you let me give you an example I went to my, uh, my mom's not here today, she's home, so I went to, when I was a kid, we went to her mom and dad's house who lived on Park Boulevard. If you're all from Mary, you know where that is, there's a railroad track runs right behind that. I'd be talking to my grandma, my mom's mom, I can't even hardly hear what she's saying, because there's a train going by, things on the wall are shaking. And I'm like asking her something, and she's just, <laughs> like it's nothing. She's raised in that. I ask her kids that are, are, I guess would be our uncles. They're not much older than us, but anyway, they're like, it didn't even phase them because they were raised in that. If you live in the city, you move out to the country, the silence will almost be like, it's so quiet. And if you move from the country to the city, it's so noisy because you were raised in another environment. And so you've learned how to survive in the system that you're raised in. Think about what's happened in the last uh, several thousand years here, how we've developed. Fire. Figured out fire, source of heat, different types of heat. The house we have now is a geothermal house. We've never had a geothermal house before. We've had a house with regular gas heat, one with propane, We've had electric, but now we have geothermal, which it does, I don't even know how to tell you, something with water pipes under the ground, isn't that fun? But it is a different kind of heat, but yet, you know, it's pretty cool. Horses, uh, transportation everywhere, that was back in the day. My wife knows that because I love westerns, and so she does not like westerns. 
She said, all they do is kick up dust and eat beans. That's all you're doing at a Western. Get mad and shoot people, so, you know. <laughs> but now we've learned how to make cars and trains and planes and how to, you know, just, I mean, just think about this in the last, you know, couple of Look what's developed. Now, I'm going to say some things, and I'm going to do my best to get, I don't care how long this stuff takes. I mean, I won't keep you forever today, but I mean, it takes four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. It doesn't matter. We're going to pound this till we understand it somewhat, and we watch it work in our lives. This, these laws, they were still here that we are experiencing today. Electricity. It was still there 2,000 years ago. It just wasn't discovered yet. Are you with me? Gravity. It still worked then. You know, remember the, the devil told Jesus, just throw yourself off a cliff. The angels will stop, you know, and Jesus, he doesn't fall for any of that stuff. But the laws were still there. People had to walk behind horses to plow their fields. They had to labor. They had to struggle because we didn't know the laws. We didn't know the gentleman that, you know, Henry Ford or whoever did all the Model T and all that. That hadn't been developed yet. So to figure all that stuff out, they, they tapped into something that was already there. And we didn't use it because we didn't know. Jesus said in Mark 4 that things are hidden and are meant to be unveiled and discovered by us, the church. We're the ones that are going to uncover and discover the laws of the kingdom. God is going to use you to show you things. See, we have this mindset that it's just God is just certain individuals. And I'm not saying God doesn't anoint individuals. He does. He anoints you too. But sometimes, you know, we're like, oh, I got to wait until pastor can pray for this person. What about you? If you have Jesus in your heart, you have the same Christ that I have. You don't have to wait on me. Now, come on. God can do that. He can, he can use you just as easy as he can use me. And give God the glory for it. We live in a society now because of everything that's happened with this pandemic and everything. There's, there's a lot of people that are still afraid to come out. Now, you're seeing restaurants are finally opened up, and you can go in there and not have to wear a mask. But there's still people, some people with masks, and that's, that's okay. They're, they're option. You can go to the grocery store. You see now more without masks. You see every once in a while somebody with a mask. Sometimes you'll see the workers. They'll have a mask, and they have the big plastic and all that. Their option, I get it. What I'm telling you is... We are created by God to be the ones to show people the light of Jesus. That's what our job is. Go into all the world. Come on and preach the gospel. We are to cast out demons, to heal the sick. Did you know that Jesus already, he already died for all of that? It's already there. It's already done. But he is looking for people that will walk in what he's already done. The Bible tells us in Romans, call things that are not as though they are. We do that by faith. We speak the end result because we don't see it yet in the physical. We see it in the spiritual. Things are not always as they seem physically. There could be something going on spiritually. Do you know you don't always hear the right thing? I'll be in the car. Now, it might just be me, but there's other dudes here. Yes to the dudes. <laughs> and there'll be a song on the radio. Now, my wife, 
is a song master. If it's in the 80s, that's her jam. She can hear a note. She could name, I'll name that tune. And I mean, she is good. Not just kind of, she's good. I don't even know. She'll say that since she'll tell me who it was and what the band name is. I don't even know. I thought the person was the band or the band was a person or I don't even know. But I'll be singing something in the car. You know, you're tapping your thumbs on the wheel. I am singing something totally stupid that is not even the lyrics of whatever that song is. And she will stop and say, what, what are you saying? And then that's a, probably a good clue for me just to go, I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. But I'm fun-loving, so I'll tell her. And then, you know, then the kids, if they find out something, they're like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Let me give you an example. You can look it up on your own. What's your favorite Disney cartoon? I'm not promoting Disney. There's Disney doing a lot of things I don't care about. Uh, but my favorite growing up Disney cartoon is Peter Pan. In that song, I'm not going to say what it says. I'm going to let you look it up. My wife's looking at me going, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> She's back there praying and fasting, Father in heaven, if you're real. Let's use faith today. Zap him. Oh, God. You're gonna, now, when you leave here today, you're going to find that song. It's not like the second verse of that song, You Can Fly. I think it's supposed to say. Now, this is, this is the true part. Those that are watching. <laughs> I think it's supposed to say, take the paths that moonbeams take. And that's all I'm going to say. You listen to it. That's not what it sounds like it's saying. You can listen to it 15 times and be like, dear Jesus, it is, is it saying what I think it's saying? And it sounds like it's saying something else. It's talking about Batman, I'll tell you that. Now, when you leave here, you're going to be looking that up. <laughs> I'll find that. Second verse, you'll think, what? And you'll rewind it. You'll play it over and over again, and you'll start laughing. Now, I said all that just to tell you the enemy is out to deceive you. He's out to make you think you heard something or make you think something or make you. Deception is one of his main tools. The Bible says Jesus says this. Come on, if Jesus says it, I'm in. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. You could be, I could be in a room and Kim could call my name and I could pick her out anywhere. Because that's my woman. That's what Charles would say. That's my woman. When he say that about Charlotte, that's my woman. But I could pick her voice out. Why? Because I've spent time with her. I know her. We've been together for a long time. Really short. Seems short, though. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's some things that are hidden because Jesus wants to share them with you or show you some things that because you will push in, you will, God, I need you. I, you know, you're, you got to understand you're walking the Bible out. If I could just, if I can touch his garment, you don't even have to come, Jesus. You just say the word, my servant will be healed. If you have a, you know, just reach your arm out. 
Lazarus, come forth. I mean, whatever that is, I'm going to do my part to push in. Somebody say, yes. I'm going to push in and say, okay, God, show me. We want to walk in victory. I, I think we are supposed to be the happiest, blessed people on the planet Earth. I mean, that doesn't mean you have to have all the money in the world. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, there's people maybe not have as much money, but they are happy. And they've got everything taken care of and they're put together. They understand. But, you know, money's a tool and God doesn't want you to be poor. He wants you to be able to pay everything and bless people and, and finance the kingdom. Why was the coin? You remember that story of he told Peter, go down and fish. First fish you catch, open up its mouth, there'd be a coin in there. You know how many people thought, I'm going fishing today. <laughs> why, why was it the first fish? You know, there's all, because if you put something, if the, if the Lord would reveal something to you and it's out in front of everybody, anybody can see it. The enemy can see that. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to get some laws and principles. The en enemy is not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. He's not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere at the same time. So there are going to be things that you're going to come across, and you know God will say, that's for you. Ladies, you ever been shopping, and all of a sudden, this just happened to my wife the other day. You had something like, I just I would love to have this. And you walk, and it's, it's right there, and it's your size. You almost go, ha-ha, because it could have been there, you know. Maybe nobody else saw it, or maybe somebody just put it there and decided they didn't want it, and God had that all time, so you'd walk by and go, there it is. There's treasure out there. Jesus had told Peter to fish, get the coin, and he told him where to fish. I could go into a whole message right there, and, and that's not the first time they've talked about fishing. Here's our first thought this morning, and I know it's 1121. We may not get through this whole thing today. If we do, we'll, we'll, we'll finish it next week. We'll recap and we'll, we'll do whatever. But I want you to get this. This is really important because he went over and over it with me and kept telling me, put this, hammer this, hammer this. I don't know if hammer is a spiritual word, but it was working for me. <laughs> you got to believe the word. That's our first thought. If you can't believe the word, you can't receive it. You have to believe that God is absolute truth. Even if, listen, listen, listen. If you don't understand it and it doesn't make sense, he's true. Even if it's breaking your heart, he's still absolute truth. He is still the truth. And if you want to receive, you have to believe God, I might not understand everything, but I'm going to stand under it. And I know your spirit will reveal truth. There are people that say the words, but they don't believe the words. You ever got an apology that wasn't right? Say you're sorry. Sorry! Doesn't really sound sorry, does it? Jesus corrected people. And he tried to, well, he didn't have to try. Jesus just did. Everything was done in love. He went to his hometown and said he couldn't heal. Did he want to heal? He did. He wouldn't do it if he didn't want to. 
said he could only do it for a few because there was so much unbelief. There's so much of that going around today because there's so much stuff happening in the world. And I just want to destroy unbelief. And we all fight with it. Because the enemy works between your ears in the five sense realm. That's where he tries to destroy you. That's where he tries to deceive you. That's where he tries to plant unbelief. The demon didn't leave the boy because of unbelief. The storm didn't stop because of unbelief. Can I stop? I mean, I'm just, this is what's amazing. I'm sorry I'm getting so emotional. I wasn't planning on it. The other day, just two days ago, maybe, I don't know. I think, you know, this weather is nuts. It's warm one day, and the next day you're like, <laughs> And Maddie, we live 30 miles from Marion, about 27 miles from Meyer. She works at Meyer. And it started raining, and it started raining hard. And it's getting close to the time she's going to be driving back home. And it started hailing. And Pastor Kim went right over to the window and she said, we need to speak to this storm. Now, you might be saying to yourself, you have really lost it. You can say whatever you want. There have been times, and Mallory can tell you, that I spoke to the storm and it did nothing. I tried, but I was really in unbelief. I say... Because sometimes we just let things creep in. Fear. You know what fear is? There's unbelief in fear. You know that? And so I, but she said, we need to speak of this. So she started coming. Rain, now listen to me. And we're going to go through all of this these next several weeks. So this isn't going to be the first time you're going to hear this. You will, by this time this is over, if you practice this laws of the kingdom. Now, sometimes we'll put this in a, Formula. This is about a belief. This is just how it works. Electric, electricity works this way. You can try to put the wires a different way. It doesn't work. It has to go this way. So the kingdom, I can't change the law. I can discover the law, okay? So she starts speaking to, she's not telling God, God, you need to stop this storm. God, she's not doing that. She's talking to the storm. Because God has already applied authority in us. So she turned around to me and she said, you need to speak to the storm too. Now, I want you to understand, we didn't have a discussion. Let's have a debate. Because she understands this kingdom principle. She understands another principle that is in this principle, the power of agreement. And so I said, okay. So I come, now I don't know if it stopped everywhere else. I don't know where it all stopped, but it stopped at our house in less than a minute. Maybe a minute at the max. It just quit. Done. You can say however you want. The weatherman can say, well, it's partly cloudy today, but it seems to be moving over to the left. There's a breeze that's pushing this. I don't care how it happens. That's not my gig. I don't do that. God does that. The Bible says in James, a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing. Double-minded is unbelief. 
You see, the kingdom we've been raised in, we can see. But the kingdom of God, we walk in the unseen. An invisible kingdom. We see it by faith. Now, last week I talked to you about faith and grace. We are saved by grace. and we, You put those together, but you have to have faith. To please God, you need faith. He gave to every man a measure of faith. So seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Most believers don't believe there's definitive laws that operate in the kingdom. I didn't either. I mean, I, I, I looked at Pastor Gary and said, you're joking, right? He just like stone-faced straight, and he, looked, he goes, I'm not kidding at all. No smile, no nothing. Oh, come on, give me something. Nothing, just I'm not kidding. They, this is what my idea was, and I was kind of raising that, that God is sovereign, and we know that God is sovereign, but to the point that this is what we were raised in, that he chooses who he will bless and, and what he will do and how he will do it. And people will wait on God. They will beg to get in God's favor. We already have his favor. We don't have to beg for something. My kids come over to our house. They don't have to say, please, please, can I have some milk? Can you give me in the refrigerator? I just want something to eat. They don't have to do that. Because everything that I have is theirs. They don't have to ask me for anything. Now, Justin's parents are here, and they're like family to me. Anything I have that they would want, they can have. They can use. I don't care. Justin can come over. He's like my son. He's their son, but he's my adopted son because he's my daughter's husband. Anything I have that he wants to use, he can have. You know, the last few years when I lived in town, my dad had an electric snowblower. Funny that he gets one now. When I was living with him, I was his snowblower. <laughs> that walk's going to need shoveled, and it's not going to shovel itself. How many times have you ever heard that? But anyway, he got an electric snowblower, and that little thing worked really good. That thing blew snow for about 20, 25 yards. I mean, it just threw it out there. And he just said, well, come over and get it. So I'd come, and I'd get that snowblower. I'd do my, my drive, and I'd go over, and I'd do his drive just because I was very thankful. But what I'm saying is, God, it is his pleasure to take care of you. Because if we, if we wrestle with, oh, I don't think God will, then we, have, we wrestle with, he could but he won't, or why hasn't he done it yet? And we start saying like, okay, God, I gave my tithe, so... I'm waiting for my answer. And we, it's easy. That's where the formula part comes in. It's easy to get this mixed up. So this is something I'm trying to take a couple minutes on, okay? We get our minds, because of the system we grew up in, in the action and not the word. The Bible says to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And there are people that will hold out while I'm getting myself to a Benny Hinn concert. And he's going to lay hands on me. I don't know if Benny's still doing that, but, you know, God used Benny Hinn to heal. I get it. But if we get our faith involved in the action, we should get our faith involved in the word. Now, let me, let me explain. Well, I gave my tithe, so I expect this. 
Instead, I put my faith in the action of what I did to get this result. And God is saying, it's not what I did. It is because the word says, when I tithe, he rebukes the devourer for my sake. So I'm going to put my faith in the word and do the action according to the word. Does that make sense? Because that light needs to go on. We need to understand whatever the word is saying, that is the way. Well, I need, if we have to see a action, now faith without works is dead, but we have to understand it's faith in the word that brings the result. And the action accompanied with the belief in the word, that's when the result happens. Here's our second thought. It's 1130. I'm never going to get through all these today, so it's all good. We will pick it up next week in a few minutes, but I'm going to get through another one or two, okay? And then we'll, we'll be done. I think there's six today that I was giving you. So I won't give you six. So if you're sitting here going, oh, my word. It's not my word, it's his word, but I'll be done before long. <laughs> Here's number two. Know that you have rights. Did you know that you have the right to know the will of God? You know, in the world today, once the person passes away and has a will, you can't change the will. It's not legal. It is what it is because that person has passed and it is what they stated. That's what the will states. That's the jurisdiction of the will. How many understand that? So... You have the right to know the will of God. Now, if you have a will and you're still breathing, you can change it. You know, people do it all the time. They get mad at one of their family members and, I'm writing you out of my will. I'll tell you that right now. You know, whatever. How many know that Jesus died and rose again? God has already set his will in place. I can't change. I'm not going to bend God's will. He's already stated what he's going to do, but I have the right to know that. And if I, if I have the right to know it, I can believe what God said and operate in that will by faith. You know, that's how faith moves. Faith, if I, okay, if I don't believe God will do what he says, then I'm going to have trouble in, with faith in that because I've already got doubt of what his will is. Now, my daughter back in the back and, and my sons and my daughter that's in Kidstown, when they were growing up, I would say something to them like, we're going to go on a picnic or we're going to go to Cedar Point, whatever. And my daughter, she's a smart one. The boys would be like, yeah, yeah, but oh, because they know in ministry sometimes things happen. And we were going to do something, and then, you know, I, I had got called to go to the emergency room or the hospital or something. And I, I can't avoid some of that. But, you know, at, at this point, I was just, you know, I was believing nothing had happened. And so Ma Mallory would ask me, and she would have that little tiny Minnie Mouse voice. Daddy? Do you promise? And I would say, yeah, I promise. And as far as she was concerned, 
she's, she's already packing. She's getting her backpack ready then, and she's putting in everything that the boys would ever need to try to play Anne of Green Gables at the picnic or whatever, you know. She's, she's ready to go because I promised. And then the boys would be like, oh, I don't know. The phone rang, and they'd all be like, huh. And she would say stuff to him. I could still hear her going, it's okay, boys. Daddy promised. And that to her was gold. For us to move in the faith that God wants you to move in, you have to believe that his word is absolutely true. And know that you have rights because you're heirs to the kingdom. Remember when I told you about my kids in the refrigerator? It's mine. It's my stuff. It's their stuff because it's my stuff. Where you know the will of God, that's where faith begins to move. Really, if the truth is known, God is waiting on you. He's already done everything he's going to do. It's already been done. He's waiting on you to receive and say, okay, I'm going to walk in that. Show me how to do that. I'll do that. You have the right to know the will of God as a son or daughter and expect that will to operate in your life. If, you, if you're believing it and you're walking in it, 1 John 5, 14, 15, one of my favorite scriptures says, we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us, when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. The Bible says he hears us. If you look up that term, the word hear there is talking about justice will be done. In other words, it's like a judge, if you, you know, at a case, he will hear the case. Hear ye, hear ye. In other words, it's not that God, he already knows, what he, but he's going to look at that case. He's going to look at those circumstances. He hears what's going on. You'll have those things which you ask for. It doesn't say maybe. It says you will have them because he will hear that case. And the kingdom produces 100% of the time. And if it doesn't, it's not because God did anything wrong. And that's why it's really tough. Because sometimes we just are like, I don't get it. I'm doing everything I can. And you may be doing everything you can. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. But some, something needs to be turned on, the switch, something. Something's in the way. I don't know. There's times I thought I was totally in faith and then later looked back and thought, I don't know that I was. Have you ever made decisions and you thought you were so sure about that and then later you're like, ah, I kind of wrestled with that, but I put it out of my mind. You know, I don't know. Sometimes we just ask amiss according to the Bible. Maybe we're asking for something completely out of his will. Now, I'm not talking about personal things or things that have happened to you. I'm just talking about some things people just take extreme to. But this is what we hear. It must not be God's will. It must not be God's will that all demons don't come out, only some. Show me where that is. It's not in there. It must not be God's will that we all prosper, just a few. That's not what it says. And it must not be God's will that we all walk in health. That's, that's not what it says. It must just be certain people. I, I'm guilty of this as well. You know, sometimes I would say stuff like this. Well, sure, they can give a lot because they have a lot. You ever thought that? 
Of course they can give. They have a lot. They're rich. Let me twist this on you. Maybe they have a lot because they give a lot. You see, we, and I'm going to get to that, we control the level of what happens to us. We think God does. God put it in your hands. Put it in my hands. Well, Pastor, you're, you're, you have a ton of money. I, I don't think so, but you didn't even know me when I was bankrupt. I've been there, done that. That's not a rodeo I'd have anybody ride. That horse doesn't come out of the gate for 10 years. Not a fun thing. So Kim and I had to go, okay, we got to figure this out. So don't tell me I don't understand. I've been on Medicaid and welfare and whatever else and had the cheese and peanut butter truck come to my house. And the people across the street were getting, was it Schwann's? They were getting ice cream and nice stuff. And I'm just like, you know, I had a nice house. God had blessed us with that. And I was learning principles in the kingdom and he was getting me ready i hadn't even met pastor gary yet i was just wanting more from jesus i was just figuring you know kind of it's like this have you ever done something right and you don't really know what you did but it went well and you're like i could repeat that but you don't know what you did does this look i i went golfing I told you that story. I hit on a par five, the longest drive I've ever hit in my life. Not that I would even know. And it was just one of those things. I got a golf bag for doing that. You won a prize. Oh, okay. People ask me, how did you do that? I didn't do it again for 17 more holes. Or how, you know, is there 18, right? I'm total, you golfers. I don't know which hole it was. I think it was the fifth hole, but it was a par five. I mean, you had five shots to get it in. We got it in three because of whatever this monster drive I hit. I couldn't do it again. People are like, how did you do it? I had one guy ask me, just how did you hold your club? And this is what I said, with my hands. <laughs> That's a baseball bat. <clears throat> But I'm just saying, I started stumbling onto laws, but I didn't know how they worked. I didn't understand that I was discovering something. I didn't even know that I could ask. I was always taught that you don't ask God anything. It was wrong. Have you ever been taught that? Well, you never could question God. We got questions, don't we? But he's got answers. So I think he's, you know, he's certainly big enough to go, Trust me, I'm going to show you this. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. We have to discover the kingdom. Let me just ask you this. If I, if I took you up and I said, guess what? We're going on a missions trip. You are going to China. And I'm going to drop you in China. And you're like, uh, Pastor, I do not know any Chinese. I don't know anything. But I don't give you any answers, so I'm just going to drop you there. You would have to figure out maybe a little bit of the culture. You might want to dress a little different, depending. <laughs> Go to Walmart. There's people think they're somewhere else. I don't know where they think they are. <laughs> I'm like, you looked in the mirror and said, this is good. No, it's not. We went to Walmart one time. My son looked around. We saw God love. Anyway, 
He turned around, looked at me, and with a straight face, he goes, Dad, that's just wrong. (laughs) Can't do anything about that, son. Anyway, you'd have to learn, okay, how do I communicate? Now, I know my mother. If my mother was dropped in any foreign country, they would be diplomats or somebody saying, we need to get her a visa to get her out of here. Because she'd be going, you know, she'd be telling somebody something. She's going to tell, she'll figure out hand motions and whatever and, and everything. And, you know, I have done, you ever been around somebody and you're around them for a few minutes and you start talking like them? We, we were on vacation in Myrtle Beach. Mama was right there. And there's people coming up. And they're saying, oh, it's, oh, it's so good. Where y'all, y'all from Ohio? Y'all from Ohio. Well, that's some, you want some sweet tea? And all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're from the north. We're from Ohio. And we're up there. And we're saying, oh, that would be great. It's so good to meet you. And my mom turns around after about 10 minutes and says, y'all, we're going to sit right here. And we're going to get us some vittles and some whatever she's saying. And we're, all of us are looking like, who are you and where is my mom? And she just looks at us and shrugs her shoulders. But isn't that, you'd, I'd send you somewhere and we'd have to figure that out. We'd have to figure out how we're going to eat. Where are we going to stay? What are we going to do to survive? So that would be your mission. You would have to figure out the laws, the kingdom of whatever nation you were in. But the Bible says we've been born again, translated from the kingdom of this world, kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of his love and light. Jesus did that for you and I. We are all on this journey trying to explore how great our Father's house and kingdom are. The Bible says we go from glory to glory. We can never reach the end of God. He's endless. He's never ending. But we can put our hand to the things he's called us to do. And speed up some of the process in our life. I'm almost finished for today, okay? I don't want you to leave today and have a mailbox mentality. We're going to peel this back, and I'm going to do my best to make this as easy as we can to go. God, I see that now. Sometimes we have a mailbox mentality. We just think because, again, of the action, I did this, so we'll, I'm waiting on this. We have to put our faith in the word. God, this is your principle. This is a law. And because this is in effect, let me say this, and we said it at the beginning of this message. Whether you believe it or not doesn't change whether the law is in effect. You don't have to believe in gravity. I can prove to you it still works. After the service, come up here. I will push you off the stage. (laughs) I'll get the point across to you, and we'll be all right. But, and I'm going to stop here. We're going to start on point three next Sunday. But the law of sowing and reaping, you don't have to believe in the law, but it won't change whether the law is working or not. It's always working. You can say, I I have a deal with God. I'm doing this. I can't change the law. I can't change the word. Matter of fact, I'm warned to not add or take away. But if I understand the law and can walk in it by faith, there are times, sometimes, have you ever been fought with, I don't know whether I should, I just, I I can't give right now. And God is saying, and you do it, and then 
It's amazing because the law is always working. But I don't put the faith in the act that we did it, but the fact that the law says, according to the word, I control that harvest. That harvest is always moving. I mean, it's always that, that kingdom law is always working, sowing and reaping. As long as the earth remains, sowing and reaping. Doesn't just mean money. You're going to be a snot, you're going to get snot back. Sowing and reaping. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm, I'm, just, I'm more excited to teach this now than I think I've been ever as I've taught it before. I, I really don't want to stop, but I need to stop. It's 1147. So we're going to stop. We're, we'll, we'll cover the next three thoughts of this next week, and we'll just keep moving on. And we're going to discover and let the kingdom of God unfold in our lives. And then I wanted to get some testimonies in the weeks following. I'd like to record them. I'd love to throw some of them up on the screen. That's a bad choice of words. I'd love to put some of them up on the screen <laughs> so you all can see that it, it isn't just pastor saying something. It is kingdom working. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your kingdom. I thank you, God, that you are alive and you are well. You will never leave the throne. There's nothing that you cannot do. Your laws do not change. And so, Father, as we pull this back, we look at this, we can walk in your goodness and your kindness and your prosperity. We thank you, Father, for that. You've already done it. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen. Those that are watching online, we love you. Now we're going to stand to our feet. Let's give the Lord a shout. We're going to give and amen. Isn't he good? So you can text to give. You can give online. You can put it in the envelope. You can put cash in there. Those that are obviously online can, and can do that way. But let me just challenge you. I've been where you've been. If you're sitting there saying, I don't know, I'm not sure, I challenge you. I, I was honest with pastor and I said, okay, I hear what you're saying. I've never heard it that way before. I've never done it that way before. I was always rationalized it out in my human mind because somebody would always come up and say, well, God doesn't want you to this or that, you know, and I would keep the money and I would do something else. And I found out I would still end up short. And then I would try not to blame God, but inside I was holding bitterness and blame. And I had to start going, okay, God, there's a better way. This is not your way. And he states his way there. So I started doing it his way, and, and then miracles started happening. Things started just being like, that could only be God. There's no other way that could be explained. I challenge you, trust him, and we will discover these kingdom keys, these laws, and you'll never be the same. I, if I were you, I'm not, but if I were you, I will tell you everything that I know that I can help you with, but I would get as many of my friends here I don't care if they don't believe or not. Get them here and let God do what he does. And, uh, and we'll, we'll discover this. I mean, I, there was a part where I finally just said, I cannot deny what God is doing. I can try, but I can't. So let's believe. Let's pray over that offering. Hold it in your hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, give. It will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom. And the same measure that, is, that we do, it will be met back to us. So, Father, I thank you for generosity. I thank you, God, that you are so cool. You're so amazing. Your kingdom is so awesome. 
We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We thank you, God, for answers. We will discover your kingdom. We'll walk in these principles. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. The ushers are going to serve you, and once they served you, the, the band's going to play. You're